The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now it's time for our regular sustainability feature, and I'm joined once again by Joe Linhan, editor of Climate at the Sunday Times Ireland. Uh, Joe, good morning. Morning, Pat. Now you're going to help us uh, save energy and reduce those bills. Happily, some of uh, the providers are gradually lowering uh, the cost of energy, but still those bills are steep. So uh, let's talk about the small steps. Okay, so the immediate steps that you can take, like while we're having this conversation now, there's a couple of things. First of all, LED bulbs, which I know people bang on about a lot, but honestly, switching your LED bulbs Electric Ireland found that if you swapped every bulb in your house for an LED, you'd save about seven euro per bulb per year. So if you're in a house with, you know, eight or nine rooms, that can really add up. So that's a really quick, easy one to do. And then the next one is to really unplug your appliances. Another study found that about 20% of our electricity bill can actually come from appliances that are plugged in, but not in use. So go around, plug out any chargers, the toaster that's plugged in, the TV that hasn't been used, the Playstations, all that kind of stuff. That's another great saver. And then I guess the, the third thing for people to really look out for is to, to be wary of the peak times. A lot of people still don't realise that between 5pm and 7pm is a peak time for energy use. That's when it's most expensive. So if you can time your slow cooker for the morning or you can time your washing machine for night time, that is a much, much better way yeah. to just shave those few cents off the bill. Yeah, the, the peak times for uh, charging are between, what, 5 and 7 when a lot of people are, are cooking and so on. But the idea yes. of going to bed with the dishwasher on or going to bed with a washing machine on, I worry about that because although they're infrequent, they do happen, those appliance fires. Yes, they do. And I suppose if you are nervous about that, then maybe there's another way around it. You know, I, I myself work from home, which a lot of people now do. So maybe you can stick on your, your dishwasher or your washing machine, you know, at 12 o'clock during the day or, you know, four, three or four o'clock just before that big rush starts. Maybe you can do it after dinner when you're sitting down to watch a movie, stick on those appliances. So just thinking about avoiding the peak times, I guess, is the best way to go mm. about it. Now, the other thing is when you're washing your clothes, uh, you'll often have a selection of temperatures available to you. You can have virtually a boil wash in the modern machines or you can have a cold wash maybe for woolens and that can save you a lot of energy and therefore cash. Absolutely. Like 90% of the energy that a washing machine uses is for heating the water, which is enormous. And the other side of that is, you know, us using extremely hot washes on our clothes breaks them down. It really destroys them. So Irish people are devils for putting on an extremely hot wash to kill all the bacteria, which I understand. But unless you have something like extremely dirty sports where you don't need to be doing a hot wash, a cool, quick wash is all you need. And that will save you 90% of the, the energy on that, which is enormous. Now, the S- CAI want to educate us. Yes, they do. And you know what? I suppose with everything that's happened with energy over the last couple of years, people are starting to ask questions. And, you know, before you just kind of waited for your bill to arrive and then you kind of thought, okay, that's what it is, I'll pay it. But people now want to actually, you know, how to, you know, manage their bill and kind of take action. So the SAI have launched a fantastic free online set of courses. You can log on and do them. They're free to do. You can do them in your own time. Where there's different modules like energy and climate change, lighting efficiency, home energy challenges. And they're really just to help educate yourself and really get to know your energy costs, your energy spending and how you can just keep an eye on things. So really, really recommend doing that if people want to get a bit more educated. So ecollege.ie forward slash courses forward slash energy you reduce your use uh, and that will uh, get you there. One of the things that uh, people don't consider that when they change 
to either uh, a plug-in hybrid or an, uh, an electric vehicle and they think, oh, this is great, I'm saving money, and they are because they're not buying petrol anymore. And then they look at their electricity bill and they say, oh, my God, that's gone through the roof. Yes. And they forget the fact that they may be saving, you know, €100 Euro every week by not buying petrol or diesel and you've got to factor that in. So if suddenly your your bill goes up by a couple of hundred euro on your electricity, think about how you're using it. You're charging your car, you're saving your petrol. Uh, so you've got to do that calculation. Yes, and I would also say, you know, a lot of the providers now are actually offering tariffs for people with uh, electric cars. So you can actually talk to your provider and say, listen, I've bought an EV. Can you give me a rate, you know, if I charge at certain times? And a lot of them are actually offering packages now. So if you've really f- felt the hit, I would get on to your provider and just have a chat with them because there might be a tariff there that will really suit your needs. Mm. Now, speaking of switching, uh, maybe the current provider doesn't offer you that facility and you want to move to somebody else or else you just want to check the market and see whether you're paying too much. What do you do? This is such a big one. And I think we all are kind of a little bit lazy when it comes to having finally, you know, found a provider and we just stick with them. But actually you can save between 300 and 500 euro per year if you're active with switching with your providers. That was from Bonkers.ie who did a little bit of research on it. So that's people who would have a very standard kind of energy usage. So it's well, well worth checking out. And the great thing is now that there's lots of websites like Bonkers.ie, Switcher, Power to Switch. You can go on put in your details and just see if there's a better deal for you. So I think that's really what's going to drive the the macro change in in the industry is if people are active and we drive a little bit of competition, again, that can take you 10 minutes to have a look. It's very easy to switch these days. A lot of the providers will do it for you. The only thing to be wary of is that if you're in a contract and you're going to leave that contract early, there's usually a 50 euro a fee for leaving early, mm. but that that's it. You, you should be able to get out of your contract and between, you know, saving between 300 and 500 euro per year is massive. Sure. So you can afford to pay the 50 uh, for uh, switching. Uh, One of the texters says um, it doesn't take into account the purchase price of LED bulbs. That's from Eamon and Kilkenny. This is the business of saving seven euro uh, a year on each bulb. Yes. Like I've found, uh, you know, I'm an early adopter. I've had a lot of LEDs and I found they did not give me the 50,000 hours that was promised. So suddenly you find you've paid maybe five or six euro instead of 60 cent for a tungsten bulb. You've paid five or six euro for an LED and you're promised 50,000 hours or whatever. And suddenly you notice maybe six months in that it's gone. It's no longer functioning. And then you got to pay another, you know, six or seven euro. And therefore you're at a loss. You've actually lost money on the calculation. Well, with the LEDs, what I would say is, you know, they, they've really come on in recent years. So I would do a bit of research, as you say, but like buy a good brand. But the thing is, what you have to factor in is, okay, you're paying more, but they're using 90% less energy every single month. I know. I you mean, should... you're still doing good for the planet, but I'm talking about my pocket. That if, oh. <laughs> like, you know, if you have the receipt from whatever, wherever you buy your your bulbs and you have the receipt and you work out, and I did this just for fun one day uh, because it was 50,000 hours. And I knew I couldn't have had 50,000 hours. So I said, suppose this was on day and night since I bought the bulb. Would it have run 50,000 hours? And it would not. So can I go back to the shop and say, by the way, I bought this at four o'clock on the afternoon of September 2022. And it's been on ever since, or it hasn't. But if it had been, um, this is uh, still not 50,000 hours. Can I have my money back? 
I need to find out if there's an LED company who will actually give a guarantee because that's a great idea if they could actually guarantee you that it will give the time because that is the big sell on LEDs. I'd never heard that or thought of that. Oh, they so boast right. about the, the number of hours. Some yes. of the, the, yeah, the number of hours you get out of the thing. And then they'll probably tell you, oh, well, that's an average. Um, you know, some books yes. will go a bit earlier. And then, of course, the number of times you switch it on and off, that may have an impact, da, da, da. But it doesn't deliver what it says on the tin. Well, if so, if if they're going to be an issue, then stick with your big swaps. You're 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 watching your your major times, switching providers, and maybe stay away from the LEDs. I need to do some more research, mm. and I'll come back to that when I have a guarantee. Okay. Now, the other thing that uh, people are doing is putting solar panels on the roof. And indeed, if you build a new house, you can't get permission without incorporating solar panels in into the design. Yeah, but I suppose whether it's effective might depend on the orientation, although all the modern solar panels don't need bright sunshine, just daylight will be enough to get some power out of them. Yeah, and UCC did a fabulous uh, study a couple of years ago and they found that in Ireland there's probably about a million houses that are actually suitable for solar. If all of those homes were to install 10 panels, that would give us enough energy, residential energy for 25% of the country. So there's a huge opportunity there. And again, like like with the LEDs, I guess, you know, you have to figure out is your house suitable? And then there is, you know, that initial expense. I suppose the great thing now is that you don't need planning permission for most uh, solar PVs in Ireland now, so you can just go ahead and get get them installed yeah. and then the other thing is that you can start feeding excess energy into the grid now you're not gonna you're not gonna be going off on a holiday with with that income but it's nice to know that, that you will be generating a little bit extra so i think the best thing to do is to make sure that you go to a verified provider um the irish Sol- solar association of ireland has great verified providers on there you don't want any cowboys you want to make sure that someone's going to come and do it properly and make sure that you're hooked up to the grid but uh, the other thing is that you know there's great seai uh, grants so um the typical grant comes in at around 2400 euro and then solar typical costs can go anywhere from about 6000 to 18000 so again this is a more long term investment but if your house is suitable it's a no brainer again taking back control of your energy yeah. bill uh, and your spending now one of the issues there is that if you decide that you want to harvest your energy during the day and store it rather than feed it back to the grid the price of batteries is still very high yes. so that's why the the fact that you can feed it back into the the grid makes some sense. I've often wondered why they don't allow a barter system. You know, the, I'll give you uh, 100 units every day, but am I, you know, that's 500 units or 700 units a, a week, and I normally use 1,000 units, so let's just fix our bill on the cost of 300 units. <laughs> that's not the way they do it. They <laughs> buy from you cheap and they charge you dear. Well, the, there's a great startup in the UK and the name has escaped me, but I'll come back to you with it next week. But they basically are looking at that. Like, how can we create, they, they basically trying to design a system where you can barter and you can sell your energy if you're, if you're generating a lot of energy. And it's the way to go again. democratising the energy system, which for so long has just been controlled by a few big people. So hopefully that's coming down the tracks. Yeah. One of my listeners on WhatsApp says very few suppliers uh, tariffs charge extra from five to seven in the evening. So uh, Joe's vice is incorrect. Uh, I presume you were talking about smart metering. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's right. And it, th- that is the most expensive time to use uh, to use your energy. It's when the most pressure is on the grid. So I definitely I know that is the most expensive time for sure. All right. Now, the other uh, suggestion is a heat pump. Not all houses are appropriate for heat pumps. And we hear people saying, oh, my God, my electricity bill went through the roof when I installed a heat pump. So 
where does it make sense? What kind of house or apartment might use a heat pump? So first of all, you're right. The house has to be a a BER rating of B2 or more for a heat pump to really work. And why that is, is because when the heat pump generates the heat, it it keeps the house at a certain temperature. If your house isn't well insulated, that heat's going to go out the roof and out the windows. And then you're just basically wasting all of that energy. So you need to have a BER of B2 or or more. So there's no point in looking at it if you you don't have that. But after that, I mean, if you're at a stage where you have that rating and you're maybe at the end of your gas boilers life and you're looking at uh, investing again. This is the biggest grant that the SEAI have. Um, And the thing is with the price of electricity, you know, hopefully going to start to fall with more renewables coming on board long term again, this is going to be a great investment. But like you say, at the moment, electricity is expensive. So you have to factor that in. But if you're looking for the long term and if you are someone who's looking to invest, um, it's definitely worth looking into the the heat pump grant is about 6,500 euro, um, which is really, really good. And the great thing is if you're having it installed, it takes about two to three days. You can stay in your house. It's not like having a massive retrofit. So again, not suitable for everyone, but definitely worth looking into if you are switching out your gas boiler. And and really not applicable to a at all because you know you have to be you have you have to somewhere to put the heat pump and uh, that would not be available to apartment owners all right joe it's very interesting stuff so many uh, texts coming in from our uh, listeners eco setting on washing machine takes three hours and runs on temperature between 40 and 60 very confusing as this is eco in terms of water but not eco in terms of energy Yes. And that's why I would always say from what I do is quick and cool wash because it's, it's 30 minutes. It cleans everything brilliantly. It's cold. It's a short, sharp. That, that's what I would use. Those eco washes. Yes. They're talking about water use, but the short, the, the quick wash will, will also use less water than a long wash. Uh, I'm in an apartment and most have electric pumps that are quite noisy. So put on a clothes washer or a dishwasher on at nighttime means no sleep from the the pump. Uh, Washing machines used to have hot and cold water connections. This facility should be brought back as uh, water can now be heated by your solar panel. That's from Nolan Kerry. And it's true, there used to be hot and cold connections to uh, dishwashers and washing machines. So, you know, it came from your immersion. But nowadays, where you could actually have water heating on the roof, you could pump in to your washing machine the hot water that you're getting for nothing, They don't do that anymore. So you've got to heat the water from scratch. Uh, Talking about light bulbs, you need a degree to sort them all out. I seem to be permanently changing them, despite the fact that they're supposed to last 10 years. I make sure I match the bulb to the lamp or light, but they definitely don't last as long as the old style bulbs. That's uh, from Margaret. Um, Five to seven is the same rate as other times of the day, unless you're on a smart plan. Yes, we've mentioned that. I find using my immersion for heating my water is actually more cost effective, despite what our mothers of the 1980s told us. That's worth thinking about. Well, if you've got a well-insulated tank, you see, that's the difference between uh, then and now. Well-insulated tank means that your immersion should only heat until the water reaches temperature and then click off. But if you've a badly insulated tank or loads of pipes around the place um, that might be losing heat, then that immersion will keep chugging away and will cost you money. I've been put on a smart meter and it's costing me so much more than it used to. Can I switch back to the normal rate? I'm told, no, you cannot. We did that before uh, on the programme. Uh, Joe, thank you very much uh, for joining us. That's uh, Joe Lennon, who's editor of Climate at the Sunday Times Ireland.